Good morning. While we cannot share in the Eucharist as we have known it in this time, we do share in a communion which is both spiritual and physical. It is spiritual in that we worship God in spirit by the Holy Spirit through Christ in silence and in prayer. It is physical in that all creation is holy, a sacrament. Our communion comes through ordinary things like the telephone, a letter, email or a podcast, in doing somebody's shopping or having it done for you, the care offered by the NHS, Somerset Care or a village agent. This is our communion. All of it is holy. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace, mercy and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ be with us all. Amen. We say the words of the Collect for Purity. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. We take a few moments to reflect on the love of God. We confess our falling short of the mark and seek God's new beginning. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May the God of love and power forgive us and free us from our sins, heal and strengthen us by his Spirit, and raise us to new life in Christ our Lord. Amen. Collect for this Passion Sunday. Gracious Father, you gave up your Son out of love for the world. Lead us to ponder the mysteries of his Passion, that we may know eternal peace through the shedding of our Saviour's blood. Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Today there are four readings, one from Ezekiel 37, verses 1 to 14, Psalm 130, Romans 8, 6 to 11, John 11, 1 to 45. Take some time, if you can, to look at these readings in your Bible. You may wish to pause this podcast to do so. The reflection today is drawn especially from the reading from John, which is a long and beautiful reading. And it's worth taking some time to slowly dwell in that reading before listening further. I'd like to 
read a few verses from John. A certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. Mary was the one who anointed the Lord with perfume and wiped his feet with her hair. Her brother Lazarus was ill. So the sisters sent a message to Jesus, He whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, he said, This illness does not lead to death, rather it is for God's glory, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Accordingly, though Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, after having heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. This last week for most of us has been the longest week of our lives. It's hard to believe that a fortnight ago we were in our church together worshipping, listening to Holy Scripture, celebrating the Eucharist. Previous to this, there had been an anonymous sense of impending dramatic change to our lifestyles, but it had not happened yet. Now we find ourselves almost a week into a period of lockdown, which is like none other any of us can remember. Some of you have already been hunkering down for some weeks now, and perhaps have become a little bit more accustomed to the challenges. I can't imagine, though, that anybody is finding it easy, and many of you will be finding it quite frightening. We must be very honest about all this, and not suppress the mental and emotional turmoil that we will all be experiencing. Martin Laird, in his wonderful book, Into the Silent Land, speaks of our thoughts and feelings as being like weather on Mount Zion, an image taken from Psalm 125. He says, For a lifetime we have taken this weather, our thoughts and feelings, to be ourselves, taking ourselves to be this video to which the attention is riveted. Stillness reveals that we are the silent, vast awareness in which the video is playing. To glimpse this fundamental truth is to be liberated, to be set free from the fowler's snare. I have found this to be deeply liberating, to be deeply liberating. To know that my fickle and often dominating feelings and worrying thoughts are not fundamentally me, but are like the passing weather, stops in being so crushing to my spirit. Silent prayer and meditation help us to take that step back from the cacophony of what we think is ourselves and discover a deeper, living mystery which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. A brief meditation on a small part of our Gospel reading may help us disengage from the internal and external clamour and discover this deeper mystery within. In Bethany, a certain man was ill, John tells us. So Mary and Martha, send for Jesus. He whom you love is ill. Our country, our world, is ill. We face at this moment an unknown disease that threatens our very lives and all 
that we're familiar with. We, with Martha and Mary, turn to our Lord at this time and say, The ones whom you love are ill. We may also be speaking for ourselves. Not all of us are ill in body, but we are all suffering because of this ill in our world. This is our intercession. Out of the depth I have called to you, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. So groans the psalmist in Psalm 130, and we echo her cry. But Jesus paused two days and takes four days to get there. I can't help thinking of four days relating to 40 days tempted in the wilderness. 40 years, children of Israel wandering in the Sinai desert. A time of waiting and trial, self-examination and reorientation towards the one who is the mystery of all things. Four days in which Lazarus dies and is buried. Jesus refused the pressures of the moment, even the most extreme pressure of impending death, in order to allow God to work something greater. He refused to react and instead chose to wait. Maggie Ross in her book Writing the Icons of the Heart says, To make space for God means examining every daily pressure to which we are exposed from within ourselves and those we receive from others, allowing each to fall away unexercised. It is in this pressure-free space that discretion is born. This space is not my space, but a space in which the mystery of the other and of ourselves takes on a far greater significance, a space where God's working may perhaps find a way of sorting things out beyond human limitation. What would have happened had Jesus rushed in? What happens when you and I rush in? I can remember no time in my life when I was glad I rushed in, grateful that I followed my impulses, happy that I knee-jerked. Can you? Only fools rush in. And I have to tell you, many times I have been a fool. Jesus waited four days. Perhaps he acknowledged but left unexercised all the pressures to act that came from within and without. And because he waited, a greater work was revealed. Thomas reveals a stoical streak, laced also with scepticism. Let's go and die with him. Mary and Martha, each in their different ways, had to face their despair and deepest shadows. Already there is a stench, they say, faced with that dark tomb. Everyone has to plumb their own depths, discover their own impulses and pressures, but in the end lay them all down before the Lord. In this time, we too have to plumb our depths, face our fears and despair, encounter our scepticism, 
discover a given stoicism and strength, acknowledge and leave unexercised all pressures and behold a deeper mystery. And here's the best part. Jesus wept. Jesus weeps. He weeps with and for us, not from above but alongside, within our grief. And through tears the deeper reality is discovered. Beneath the weather of our emotions, our despair and anger and fear, there is an unshakable mountain. Christ in us, the hope of glory. This is nothing less than resurrection. Amen. You might like to take some time to pause this podcast and enter into a time of prayer, reflecting on our meditations on the scriptures, honest about our own responses, emotions and thoughts, placing them gently into God's hands, turning your focus on the one who is our peace. And you may, w- may wish to make use of the prayer sheet sent out recently our Rhythms Prayer Guide, or a prayer book you may have, or simply pray in silence, offering to God praise, prayers for the world, the church, the sick, the dying and the departed. So perhaps you would like to press pause now and start again, ready to say the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. We await with hope for the day when we can share in bread and wine together. But meantime, we reflect on the words of our Lord. I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat of it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. I will never again drink of the fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it new in the kingdom of heaven. Finally, a blessing. The Lord bless us and keep us. The Lord make his face to shine upon us and be gracious unto us. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon us and give us peace. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be upon us and remain with us and all whom we love and pray for, this day and always. Amen.